I am Chris Paul. I am the new CEO of Bald Eagle Gold Corp. And we just recently acquired a new project in Idaho. Uh, that project is called the Hercules. It is a more or less orphaned silver asset uh, that was very active in the 1960s, the 1970s, and the 1980s. Um, so this is you know, a time when the, the project saw roughly 350 drill holes, um, the development of a historic resource, and uh, ultimately uh, the collapse of the silver price um, in sort of the mid to late 80s. And ultimately that is the reason that the project um, you know, was, was sort of forgotten about. Uh, it was put on care and maintenance uh, when silver fell below $4 an ounce and, you know, sat there for 20 years. So, um, you know, it, it fell into an estate, uh, which, you know, it sat for another probably 15, 20 years. Um, and we were recently introduced to it, um, you know, took about uh, 12 months, but, but eventually uh, came to an agreement with the estate to acquire the project in August. So we, you know, just completed a historical data compilation, and we are now looking to start uh, planning out a drill program for this summer. Good man, Chris. Lovely to meet you. You're new. Two weeks, two weeks into this, or two or three weeks into this. So, okay, congratulations and w- uh, welcome aboard. I guess we spoke with, uh, I think it was Darren, um, beginning of last year when they were looking um, at, you know, working on the hot springs um, project. Is that completely by the wayside and we now we're just looking at Hercules? Yeah, that's correct. So, so the, the hot springs was, was before my time, essentially with the company. And uh, they were actually able to um, give that back. So they, they sold it back to the original vendor and got back everything they paid in cash. So, um, you know, they backed out of that one, obviously like the, the Hercules better and were able to get all their money back out of it. So I'd say best case scenario, certainly for uh, disposal of the hot springs. Okay. So, so that's gone parked up. We don't need to think about that or any conversations about that. This we're starting a new from you. So we've obviously not met. Uh, have, I've talked about the company in its previous incarnation, but I'm going to treat this as completely new uh, conversation, uh, if I may. So um, you, you, you've been brought on um, board. You talked a little bit about the asset there, but I'd like to try and understand, first of all, the, the what, what's, what's the idea with the Hercules asset? So um, you, I get that you picked it up and it, it took a while to, um, but what is it? What has it got? What do you know about it? What's it, what's it cost you? And what do you think the uh, possibilities are? Yeah, well, well, the idea behind it is is essentially a, a huge head start. Um, like as I mentioned, it's had roughly 350 historic drill holes and the calculation of historical resource. So it's it's not you know your typical grassroots early stage exploration play where the company's relying on a dis- discovery to to have a success. I mean, we're, we're walking into something that has had a lot of uh, money spent on it. And, you know, probably the replacement cost of, of all the drilling is, is something in the order of 30 to, to $40 million, um, you know, which, you know, we, we actually ended up buying for a song. So, you know, our, our plan going forward, obviously, um, you know, this is, this was, you know, the sixties and seventies and eighties. So, you know, this, this isn't a, a 43 one-on-one compliant resource. Um, and, and basically that's sort of step number one is, is, you know, we want to develop a resource on this thing. I mean, we've, we've seen some of the numbers, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the historical calculations, which obviously, you know, for regulatory reasons, we, we, we can't disclose some of those, you know, historical figures, but, 
you know, nonetheless, it serves as, as a really excellent guide for the future exploration on the project. And, and we're going to be utilizing that information to you know, develop our own 43101 compliant resources, the goal, and to basically expand on that as well. We think there's roughly three to five kilometers of, of, of strike length that, uh, you know, potential here. Right. So, so let's, let's take it into that, if you, if you don't mind, um, which, which mm-hmm. is there's a lot of historic data. Okay. It's no longer 43101 uh, c- compliant, but there's the, the base data is there. Are you going through a process of reinterpreting that, that drill, drill core or, uh, drill data, um, to inform, you know, one, you know, what you think you've got there, uh, and two, how you go about, you know, creating value, um, either through the, through the drill bit or being able to put some data out in the market. So what's the, what's the first step in terms of the da- yeah. existing data? So we're really fortunate. Um, the consulting geologists that worked on this thing throughout the 60s and the 70s and, and the 80s actually kept, I'd say, probably 90% of, of the data. Um, in paper format in his basement. So uh, we purchased that for, you know, the whopping sum of $2,000. You know, like I mentioned, probably 30 to $50 million in, you know, replacement costs. So, uh, you know, that that was huge. Um, And that included uh, the the assays, um, all the the lithological information, basically all the information for 301 of the drill holes. Um, So, you know, we, we began a, pretty epic digitization process in September, which, which took us right through until December. Um, you know, there was probably 20,000 lines of, of Excel spreadsheet, you know, just, just inputting all the, these historic assays into the database. But, uh, you know, now we've got it. Now we've put it together. And um, we've actually, we're, we're working with a company called Goldspot Discoveries, um, who's, you know, a very young, dynamic company, very technology-focused um, so we've actually signed a CA with them. They've, they've, uh, they've got all of the data that we've digitized, all the drill data, and they're developing a 3D model uh, for us. So yeah, in terms of, of reinterpretation, there's, there's certainly going to be uh, more of a, a modern technological uh, aspect to it. Um, you know, in, in the 70s and, and 80s, this was paper cross sections, right? And you were sort of limited to, you know, what, what a geologist could draw on paper. But now, obviously, we have much more powerful tools in terms of, you know, interpreting what this body of mineralization looks like and, and what are the controls and, and, and where can we look for, you know, extensions of it. So that's, that's really going to form the, the, the sort of, you know, uh, foundation of this 2020, you know, drill program that we're going into. Right. Okay. So you, there's a reinterpretation. There's a report that comes off the back of it, and you get you're looking to, uh, you know, ho- hopefully identify targets for your drill program for later later this year. Um, can you again? It's you, you've done so. You you completed that analysis set in in December. Are you, have you started the process of identifying the targets w- where you go and you know how you approach this? Because it's, mm. I'm guessing, given the land package, you're going to have a bunch of optionality, but you're going to need you need to fund this, so it needs to be well thought out. So, so again, where are you with that process? Yeah, no, exactly. So by by December, we we'd, we'd essentially just inputted all the data, right? So we we basically just made it digital. Um, right now, we're still in the process of building the model. 
Um, so, so what that's going to do is it's, it's going to essentially show us what, what does this historical resource look like in, in three dimensions. And uh, obviously a lot of the drilling, you know, that, that we intend to do this summer is going to be, you know, within that historical resource area, um, you know, working on defining that. There are, of course, other targets along strike. There's actually four other targets along strike. Um, it's, it's relatively simple geometry overall. So this, it's what's called a stratigraphically uh, controlled uh, deposit, meaning it's all hosted within one uh, rock unit called the, the Hercules Riley. Um, so, so basically, it's a matter of just following that Hercules Rhyolite and, and, and where these fluids came in and deposited silver and, and lead and, and zinc in that unit. So, you know, there was probably 80% of the drilling was in this historical resource area. And that's, that's you know, where we're going to focus ours as well. But there was four other targets along strike, um, you know, within the same unit and, and no drilling between these. Uh, so, so these four other targets... Um, you know, combined to form this sort of three kilometer long belt of, of mineralization. And, and, you know, there's very, very good intercepts in, in these other targets. There just, you know, there wasn't enough drilling to, you know, make those part of the resource. Um, so, you know, the, the other thing that we, we did was there was, there was some IP geophysical uh, surveys that were done actually after, after the drilling. So, so the drilling wrapped up in 1985 1987, you know, this, the price, silver price was depressed. Um, they didn't have a lot of money, but, you know, they went out there and, and, and started doing geophysical surveys to sort of, you know, help them, help guide their, their exploration and expanding it. And so that, that's something we digitized as well. That's, that's also going in the 3D model. And that's also, um, it's actually illustrated that between all these zones within this Hercules rhyolite, um, you know, the, the same sulfides that, that, that host the mineralization are almost certainly present between the zones. So it shows that there's a lot of continuity, um, you know, between the zones. Um, and, and that's basically where we're going to be, you know, testing and, and looking to sort of expand on the, the resource, the historical resource. Okay. And gives gives a sense of you know the, the type of ore body there in terms of what what were pe- people mining for what what were the sorts of grades what was this what were the sort of structures you know is it fairly homogenous or are we chasing high grade veins i mean in simple yeah, terms for people yeah well well it's interesting so there was actually a a, a technical report written on the project in, in 2011 and you know the the that was filed on cedar it's it's publicly available um you know so it it's sort of envisions two potential, you know, ways to look at it, right? There's the bulk tonnage, low grade, um, wherein, you know, a company could essentially come in and, and mine this entire rhyolite because the, the background silver content in this, uh, this rhyolite unit is, is very high. I mean, not, not even in, there's high grade zones within it as well, but the sort of background is, is somewhere in the order of 0.6 ounce per ton. Um, that's, your, that's your background, right? Um, within that, you get these, these high-grade shoots, which are, are these sort of vertical pipe-like bodies, and there's, there's drill intercepts ranging up to 60 ounce per ton um, in, in these high-grade shoots. So, you know, it, it's sort of a combination of like a, a very large, um, you know, the, this, this 2011 report, you know, which is on CEDAR, talks about 200 million tons of, of this low-grade material. And within which you get high grade shoots that that run up to 60 ounce per ton. Now, I think, you know, realistically, you know, if you sort of combine the two, um, you know, you, you can form bodies that are more or less on the order of four ounce per ton silver, right? So that's, 
you know, this is the, the, the U.S. ounce, 34 grams. So, so call it uh, you know, roughly 140 gram per ton of silver. And, and you know, using, I always like to kind of you know, use a gold-silver ratio of you know, 70 to 1 to you know, kind of make it easier to sort of compare. And, and you know, gold equivalent, that's about 2 grams per ton. Okay. It's, okay. As the sun comes here and starts to blind me. <laughs> that, that's us looking at you. Um, we, we should, so, so you do have a lot of data and, um, you've got some optionality in terms of, you know, how you, how you come, come at it. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you need to fund this. So I get that the guys or you, you, you now got, got your money. Was it 1.27 million, um, for the assignment of interest on, on, on hot spring, hot springs? Um, so you've covered your costs, but have you or are you going to need to raise money for this uh, drill program? If so, what sort of quantum and what will that allow you to do? Yeah, no, absolutely. So obviously the, you know, the hot springs was great and, um, you know, got some cash back in the bank. So we're sitting at about 1.4 uh, right now, but, but certainly, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, what we'd like to do a, a fairly large drill program this summer. So yeah, we, we are going to need to raise some money. Um, now, as we discussed, this is, this is ground floor. I mean, we're, we're just in the, in the midst of, of launching our, our new website, our new corporate presentation, which is, which is all hopefully going live this week here. And, uh, you know, we've, we've basically prepared, you know, a, a sort of roadmap of, of what we'd like our press releases to look like. I mean, we've, we've got all this new digitized data. Um, we've got a lot of information, uh, you know, to, that, that we've put together over the past few months that, that we're going to share with the market and, you know, obviously bring awareness, get the story out there. Um, and, you know, then, then we're going to look to, to do a raise. Um, what that price is going to be, I don't know yet. Um, you know, I, I certainly hope it, it wouldn't be down here, but, um, yeah, I mean, the objective is, you know, over the next, you know, couple of months to sort of bring awareness and, and, and get the share price moving a bit and then, and then look to do a raise, um, in probably, you know, sometime in the early spring. Okay. Okay. So you, I get the whole marketing thing and, 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 you know, present, presenting your wares, um, but you're saying at the moment, it kind of gives that guidance as to what that looks like yet, but you will over the coming weeks and months be, you know, sharing with the market, you know, how, how you intend to go forward. Because I guess what we're looking for, because it's, you know, it's sat for the last year at, well, what are you, Mark? 10 million market cap, something, something like that at the moment. It's, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, it's been, nine. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, you know, it's been, it hasn't moved. The story hasn't moved. Um, there's a new asset, new CEO, um, new commodity. Uh, so it's a complete, completely new to people. And it, it, the question is, you know, do you think it's going to be, will it be more of the same again? Reason, reasonable question. Um, or what's, what's the significant difference between how you're approaching it now and how you, the company approached it previously? And I, I you probably can't talk to the, the previous bit, but in terms of how, how different is this story now from what went, went in the, that went, went on in the past? Yeah. And like you said, I can't, I can't speak too much to, you know, what, you know, the hot springs asset is, as I wasn't really involved back then, but, you know, in my opinion, I think, I think the Hercules asset is, is a bit of a game changer for the company. I mean, this is, this is much, much stronger than, than you had with the hot spring. This is, you know, a, a project with 301 
you know, drill holes already in our database and, and a historical resource. So, um, you know, we're coming at this thing with a huge head start. You know, Hot Springs is, is a project where, you know, it's a, it's a major risk. I mean, the, the risk is, is incredibly higher. You have to make a discovery to have that success where, you know, we're walking in here with something that's, that's pretty much already there. You know, we, we just have to rediscover it and, and redrill it. Um, you know, we've, we've got obviously technical guys on the team now, uh, you know, myself and Antoine uh, is our new VPX as well. So, well, tell me, tell so, me more about know, that because because that's important to me because I didn't get that sense before. It it, it it felt like a different, it felt like a finance driven company. Uh, hmm. Tell me about the technical exp experience. Like, what have you uh, and any relevant person done before? What what is the expertise you're bringing, which is relevant to this particular asset? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like you said. I mean, there was. You know, talking about the differences, there there was no technical. I mean, this was this was an entirely you know uh, you know sort of capital markets you know based team before, and they they didn't have that sort of technical expertise. You know, they were relying on sort of third party contractors and stuff like that. So so we've got a, a much more well rounded team. You never want to see all technical. You never want to see all markets. Um, but you know, we've we've got a lot of firepower on both sides now. Um, you know, Antoine is 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 joining the team. He comes from, you know, he spent his last seven years at the Brain Learn Deposit in British Columbia building up a resource. So, you know, he brings that experience to the table, right? Like he's he's walked into a deposit before, which again was a, a historical, a historically mined deposit, you know, and re-drilled it and and sort of you know brought it back up and you know built built sort of a resource on that. Um, you know, myself, I've, I've got lots of uh, experience in the industry. You know, a lot of my work actually was up in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. Um, you know, we, we had a, a bit of a success up there. Actually, we, we made a, a discovery of a, a copper gold porphyry in, 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 uh, in Northwest BC. So, you know, we, you know, together, I think, you know, Antoine and I, you know, bring a lot of technical knowledge and, and you know, the ability to, to develop a resource, um, you know, and back that with, with Ray and, and Darren and, and, uh, you know, the other guys who, you know, bring a lot of experience on the capital market side, I, I think, uh, I think we're coming at this a lot differently than, than, you know, the old days, we'll call them. Right. Okay. Well, okay. Like, I'm, you know, it's not a criticism of what went before. It's just, I think the story was harder to understand. I, I, I get what you're trying to do with this, with this new asset. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, get, you know, getting drilling again, because these are, these, these can be exciting going back and using old, uh, historic data, but, you know, reinterpreting it, it can have a, you know, profound effect on, on valuations and, you know, perceive a creative, um, you know, components of the story. So I, I like that. Um, well, look, uh, I guess the, the bit I'm missing here is, you know, you know, the amount of money you're going to be looking for and allocating to, you know, your plan moving forward and indeed laying out the plan moving forward. Um, so look, I appreciate you coming and telling us the story today, Chris. Um, stay in touch. Let's know how you get on and um, we'll be delighted to take that call. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I do appreciate it, Matt. And I'll just... I'll just leave you with this one thing because, you know, you mentioned reinterpreting, uh, you know, some of the old data, but I mean, there was feasibility studies done, you know, in, in the early eighties, this was, this was something that was going to go into production. So it's not like, you know, we're coming in here and, and, and we have to take a, a new look at something or sort of reinvent something that didn't work before. This was something that was going to work before and then had these economic studies done on it. Um, but you had silver go below $4 an ounce. Um, so, you know, another major difference today is, is, is simply the silver price environment. Um, 
you know, this, this was a project that was going to work at, at you know, just anything above $6 silver, pretty much, you know, it, it was, it was going to work. Um, and they just didn't have that back then. So, you know, nothing here that we need to reinvent or remodel and, and, and try and make work because it had some fundamental flaw. Um, you know, we're simply in a different price environment for silver. So um, anyways, lot, lots to work to do, you know, going forward here, um, you know, ground floor sort of opportunity, uh, you know, everything's just coming together right now. And, and um, you know, I'm just excited to be getting the story out there.